This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 159 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by the dapper, debonair, white-collar, Willie Sailor. Flow Wrestling Radio Live brought to you by Under Armour Wrestling. Why do you really need to... Under Armour Wrestling at ScrapLife.com. Why do I need to... Why do we really need to number them? I don't know. I've seen other shows that do that. It's cool. Every show does it, but why? It's not like, uh, you know, three years from now, we're going to be like, well, back in episode 42... You mentioned know. that. Uh, no, we don't do that. I don't know. You just, you just chronicle it. I like it. It's a good way of organizing it. You no, know it was chronicled. Narnia. Wow. So Willie today is wearing a shirt with elbow pads. So he's. Why is this notable? So he's especially. You knew. You knew you were gonna cause a firestorm when you walked in here like this. You knew exactly what was happening when you bought that. You paid probably untold sums of money. It was like fifty dollars. Stop. You pay fifty dollars for a shirt. What what planet are you on? How much do you think a shirt costs? I don't know. Thirty is a lot. Fifty is that's cheap. No, it's not. You just don't know how to find nice things. The fifty dollars? Sorry, I don't shop exclusively at Ross. <laughs> I know you hit the. I know you hit the circuit hard. Ross, TJ Maxx, uh, they have nice Ann Taylor. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go there. That place is expensive. Not that. That's I know. All. That prices range from thirty-five to thirty-seven dollars per per item. Oh my gosh, right, you're out, you're out of control. All right, so first things first, how's the swim meet? Swim meet was awesome. Listen, how was the IM? The individual medley? Yeah, it was amazing. Do you know how many Olympians were there? You you give me you give me flack for going to a swim meet because I I oversee Flow Swimming, and it's like a it's a new emerging site, right? Well, it, we used to have it back in the day, and then we kind of brought it back. Uh, recently, but they're just getting their their uh, feet under them, and so you know I'm there to show, give them a few tips and stuff. But uh, it was awesome. Number one versus number three, and number three won. Frank uh, NC State. Frank Beasley mm-hmm. uh, swam uh, 37 flat in the uh, breaststroke. I don't think that's accurate. Um, okay, so you did that, and then rodeo happened. I guess I'm, uh, number one Frost uh, versus the Bull of the Year, Broken Arrow. Yeah, I put that banner up. You I had to do up. that. That's a little grainy, actually. Well, you need to do a little better. Can, can, you, can, can you can you take photos next to rodeo event for us? <laughs> I'm glad to. I'm glad anything to help you out. So so, so yeah, I uploaded all those freaking videos, chopped them up, uploaded them. So there was some wrestling that went on this weekend. Yeah, and I followed it uh, pretty in depth, Christian. All right. So don't. Well, what were your major takeaways then, Mister In Depth? Uh, my major takeaways. I mean, there was a lot of upsets. There was yes. a, well, there was a lot of wrestling. And there was a lot of upsets. Yeah, you know, on paper, you look at this weekend, like, all right, a lot of solid tournaments, a lot of, you know, pretty tough brackets, but you just don't see where craziness is going to happen. And then it happens in mass. You know, 16 top 10 guys lost. Um, 
30 rankings upsets, so guys lost to guys ranked behind them or oftentimes not ranked at all. So there was a ton of uh, turnover and, and good matches just in this opening weekend. Um, yeah, I don't know. what what Anywhere you want to start with that? Um, I think, why don't we start with, like, what you deemed Google losses? Yeah. Um, there were a few. And, le- and let's not. I some, mean, were, some were WikiLeaks losses. <laughs> Those are even worse. Well, okay, so at first I didn't know who Ian Baker was. Ian Baker pinned Jack Decal. Mm-hmm. Um, did he go on to win the tournament? Did yeah, he he's off? real. Okay. So at first I was like, Ian Baker? Who's Ian Baker? And then they were like, California kid. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I think I had him ranked. And I did have him ranked a couple years ago, but I guess he, he must have sat behind Harner. Uh, it would have been for someone. It would have been Ayala. A- Abe last Ayala, year. yeah. So he wasn't exactly a Google loss, but talk about Caden McWerther. Yeah, a great tournament by him at uh, whatever it was, Eastern Michigan Open. Um, he knocks off Jake Ryan, which is a really nice win. And and really, you take away, you look at that, and you're like, oh wow, terrible loss for Jake Ryan. What's he doing? But then you look a little deeper. One, Jake Ryan doesn't really lose. He doesn't. He kind of beats who he should, mm-hmm. and he loses to you know guys that are uh, above him or around his tier. But he kind of he takes care of business, and he gets a little flack because he's not the most offensive guy at this point. But he was a freshman last year. Now he's a sophomore. But anyways, he loses to someone named Caden McWhorter, who I admitted I had never heard of. He's from Alabama, evidently. Is he? I've seen the name, but I. You know, right. it's just a name to me. I don't but then he also beat Alex Griffin it. of Purdue, who is a, a solid guy, a guy that's been in and out of the rankings during his career. So it's not just a one-off win over Jake Ryan. Uh, he also beat Alex Griffin before losing to, to Colin Heffernan. So maybe uh, a Heffernan's new guy. tough. Yeah, Heffernan's good. I mean, he's, you know, he's solid. Not not spectacular, but he's good. Yeah. Know? Number 17 right now, just ahead of McCoy. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, the kid comes out, he beats number 10 in the country, a kid that was um, right on the cusp of... Did he lose in a blood round to Joe Smith? He lost? No, that was topside. That was topside? Uh, I don't recall. All right, but, I mean, he had a good NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. McWerther beats him, number 10 guy, and then he backs it up. He beats Alex Griffin. What I'm saying is it's not like he came back down to earth and, like, lost to somebody average. Yeah. Like, Heffernan's pretty solid. Well, Jake didn't lose to Heffernan. No, I'm talking about McWorley. Oh, McWorley. Right, right, right. Sorry, you were going Jake Ryan's losses, then you got me confused. Um, but, yeah, yeah, so, you know, I don't overreact to that. You know, NIU, great weekend for them having a guy kind of burst under the rankings. But SIUE was another team that really is kind of getting on the radar in more and more weights. And I, I mm-hmm. found myself really impressed with, with what they were doing. You know, a guy like Jake McKiernan. Um, mm-hmm. At heavyweight, cracks the rankings. He beat J.J. Everhard. Um, someone, Trevor Fagans, I hadn't heard of. He had some nice wins. Um, you've already got some good guys like like Steve Blees there, I believe. So, well, oh, that's who I was thinking of. I was uh, on the in my head. I'm like, they had Steve somebody. Steve doesn't go there. Um, but no, they had somebody break out last year. SIUE. And I was, I don't know, I don't know who it was. But anyway, yes, they're making uh, they're making strides. Right, yeah, no question. Um, all right, also talk about the weekend. Another guy, now this came like right away, right? These upsets happened right away uh, early Saturday, I believe. Uh, Brandon Fitzgerald. What in the he, world? He What'd went back-to-back. You know back. Didn't was he go he... back-to-back? I, uh, you have it in the article as he beat Michich, but he also beat Keener. He beat Keener, that's right. That's who it was. So he had two really nice wins. What do you know about him? True freshman. He's kind of a uh, gopher broke junk. I don't want to say junker because I don't know. I haven't watched him, but you know mixers and things like that, and that's how he got Mitchich. It sounds like so, you know, it, good depth there. But you know, he's realistically probably the third string guy at Ohio State right now. Now he's gonna redshirt. You know, he's a thirty three, um, behind Pletcher and you know NATO obviously would be the guy next two years. So we'll see. I don't know what's gonna happen with these lightweights at Ohio State in the coming years. With Pletcher, I guess he's going to go 41 at some point because um, Nathan Thomasell is likely going to be starting next year as a senior, and you got to figure 133 unless he decides to go back down, which seems not likely at all. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, what happens with Pletcher. This Brendan Fitzgerald guy seems legit, but where does he fit? I don't I know. Think, I don't know. It's it's a long ways off. They'll figure it out. I don't. I wouldn't rule out NATO back down to 25, although. I'm rolling it out. You're rolling it out? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they move Pletcher up to 41. And Keyshawn Hayes goes up and Michael Jordan oh, yeah, goes Keyshawn up. Keyshawn already retro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's good. I haven't thought about that. It's going to get crowded. Now, maybe one year, Pletcher's. Man, that'd be crazy if he was. You can't have Pletcher on the bench. You don't want to do that, right? You don't want to have. You don't want to, like, burn a Scully year for somebody that good. I don't think he can make 25, do you? I don't know. He ain't tall, but he is. He's thick in the legs. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's something they'll have to figure out down the road. I didn't know we were going to talk about that, but. Yeah, Just the, looking the, ahead, that's a little... The point of the story is Brennan Fitzgerald. Brennan Fitzgerald, I guess. So he beats Stefan Micic, who is someone I am especially high on, think is going to have a really nice season, and I think he still will. Um, these things happen. All not, right, so... I'm not going to overreact. Uh, Overreacting's fun, but don't do it. We'll, we'll go through your upsets of... Uh, you have a nine upsets of the week, which is... Uh, <laughs> really amazing opening weekend. Yeah, well, there are thirty total. The whole list is down below. Um, yeah, let me just let me gives just a little scrolly through. scroll. Lezak over Lambert. That was a good bout. Um, Brock Zacher and Ronnie Perry. I think wrestled twice. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Berger, Jake Shore. I guess we can get into that in a moment. Uh, that was uh, Dactronics. That was a good bracket. Yeah, it was tough. Shields was in the mix there. Griffin Perriot. Tyler Berger. Did you have Tyler Berger AA in? I think you had him round of 12. I think I did. He just won a good... Well, he's ranked number 11. That was a good bracket where um, Shields beat early. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shields lost at the buzzer to Jake Short. Right. And then Berger beat Short in the finals. Yeah. And that's... that's a, I've been kind of waiting to see what, what are we going to get with, with a Jake Shields. And I think that's a really nice... Um, it's a nice showing for him, even though it's still early, um, to see him being there and competing with a short to beat the guys he did. I think. Okay, now let's go to the ones that made the list: Jake Casper over Jake Casper over Billy Miller of Edinburgh, mm-hmm. and then you gave Duke some love. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you you think about the number of guys from complete obscurity that they wind up having relevant, like guys, you know. They don't put a ton of guys on the podium, right? But there, there's something to be said for taking guys that people don't know, and then they're ranked. Well, you have um, – I went way, way back on Twitter with Dudziak. Yeah, but that wasn't even Lanham era. That's why <coughs> right. I didn't bring him up. But um, yeah. I was just giving you grief. Um, but Hartman came out of nowhere. Uh, the Fine Silvers last year. Hartman, Fine Silvers. Now you got – Casper and Connor, Connor Bass. Connor Bass, I um, believe he was a Illinois Jake guy. Faust is is really tough. I mean, it's, Jake Faust was really good in high school, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I didn't know him. I didn't know, didn't know about Jake Faust. Um, but he did. But you know, the thing about Faust, he was like a junior or something last year. Like he had done, maybe he was a sophomore, but he had had a couple years of doing absolutely nothing. Right. Right. Yep. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Which is also interesting to see. It, it just shows, I guess, in college there's still a process involved, and it takes time. Right. I think we get caught up in that a lot, too. Um, it's really weird, you know, when you follow high school to college, and the expectation now is different than it was 10 or 15 years ago, where it was like, oh, he's only a freshman. Oh, he's only a sophomore. He got He got a couple more years. He'll be good next year. Now it's like... You wrestle your first match as a freshman, and they're like, "Well, he ain't ever going to be anything." Right? He, he, he's he's not Out. who we thought he was. Out. You know, he he was only ranked high in height. I I knew Willie had him ranked wrong. Yeah. Um, so we we rush to judgment a lot, and to be honest, it sort of kind of is true though. Yeah. At the at the at the same time, when I'm saying that um, we rush to judgment and and we. Um, have a referendum on a on a kid in his first couple weeks out and we don't give him time to develop on the same by the same token it's kind of true that if the if they're not who the, we thought they were in the first couple months yeah they, 
they don't live up to that expectation. But then you do have some like nat- a Dean Heil, someone that completely did a one eighty. Yeah. Now th- there are some in this era outliers, right? Yeah. A guy like Dean Heil who wasn't great his freshman year, but turned into absolutely great. He's an uh, NCAA champion. Uh, Jake Faust maybe took a little t- took a little time to get there. Um, Ian Baker we just saw <laughs> the kid was ranked in high school didn't do anything for two or three years and now he beats Decal. right right all right number eight on your list Selden Wright over Austin Matthews uh number seven uh Parsons over Clagan number six is Baker over Decal. pinned him with a power half mm-hmm. on top five McWerther over Ryan four Fitzgerald over Michich number three David Koser over Leland Weatherspoon, I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, I I suppose it's it's slightly surprising in that Kosher lost to him twice a year ago, but Leland Weather Weatherspoon has taken far worse losses in his day. Yeah. Um Well, I mean and Koser is another guy that he backed it up, right? Didn't he he made the finals then at Dactronics. It wasn't like a singular win. He uh that what now, one seventy four at Dactronics wasn't a crazy loaded bracket, but he beat some solid guys. He took second to Valencia ahead of Wanzek and Barnes. Yeah, know? no, he did. He did well. But my point, I guess, with Weatherspoon, this guy, I had him ranked 15th coming into NCAAs. I think his seed may have even been lower. Like, um, not that it could be a lot lower than that. But anyways, but then he gets hot. He places as a um, he places last year, but then. So he gets a high ranking, right? Because, well, he's in the semis. He got six. He gets a decent bump for that. But now you lose to Kosher. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming with Leland. Like, so he so he takes a bigger drop because he does, he's on a shorter leash than someone sure. like a, uh, a Zach Brunson. A Zach Brunson takes a loss like that. It's established. Zach Brunson is really solid. If you drop one, you're a little more guarded. But with Weatherspoon, it's kind of like, all right, Leland – is back to doing these things where he can beat someone really, really good like Brian Realbuto, or he can lose to a Sean Maps, Rustin Barrick, Phil Bacuckus type guys. So for that All reason, right, so we, we just kind of we kind of talked about two things that um, alluded to two things that I would um, want to get into. But let's let's wrap up the upsets. Let's wrap up the upsets of the week first. Um, the last two were Nathan Crazer over Barlow McGee. Uh, and then, it, to me, that's not the biggest upset in the world. It's just we didn't know who. That's a huge upset. It's a huge upset? Oh. I mean, you look at Nathan Crazer's seasons. This guy, this guy is un, unrankable up to that point. I mean, I think you're, you're, you are, you're looking back three, four years. UNC Maybe. time when he – everyone – everyone he almost beat Jesse Delgado, and that's been Nathan Crazer in everybody's mind since then. He has not been that guy since. He has – Taken well, I'll horrible, tell you that, horrible losses. That may, yeah, you're right. But that match, honestly, I could have wrote that script before the match happened. But that script doesn't play out with Crazer against good guys, typically. It doesn't. You can play it. That's can, exactly how I thought that match was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Logan Everett over Joey Ward, number six Joey Ward. That's a big – that was your number one upset of the week. Logan Everett, solid last year, but – Probably uh, shouldn't have been number one. What do you think should have been number one? Probably Crazer. Everett's been been ranked, been been has solid. He? Ward has had, had inconsistent moments. Um, you know, Logan Everett beat Randy Cruz last year. Yeah. So probably really solid. Crazer probably should have been that year guy. last year. But um, – that was a weird match. I mean, that wasn't a weird match. It was a one-move match. Ward, I, I for personally think he just made a really bad mistake. He was going to give up a go-behind. The two is imminent. And he does a really bad, like, tries to dive under. And just gets, like, it was in a situation where it never, you wouldn't think it would work. And it didn't work. And he got caught for six points. And Is that what it was? Yeah, and you're not coming back from that. Um, okay, that- well, let's talk about you, you're talking about um, Nathan Crazer unrankable until that point, and and some other guys. Um, talk about the biggest weight by weight changes for this week. That would probably have been at biggest moves, I'd say. I guess I, the biggest moves. I don't know. I was gonna say 157 experienced the most movement. There were like probably five or six changes there. The biggest jump, I think. Um, 
Might have been kosher. Um, could have been Ashnault moving up to three is pretty dang big. That's a big jump for him. What was that? Ashnault jumps up to three, mm. which doesn't feel like you say Anthony Ashnault number three in the country. That sounds about right, right? But that's not where he had been. But looking for other big jumps. Um, you know, Brunson up a good bit after beating Ramos. Nice win for him. Weird, weird match, but it happened. That was a weird match. Um, he kind of shut it down. I mean, he has a standing single, and if he gets it, you pretty much close the door of the match, right? Yeah. But it looked like he hit a wall. Like, he's he's... He wow. has Ramos bouncing on a leg for like 30 seconds, and then they he just walks him out of bounds, and is like, I think his goose was cooked at that point. Right. I, I think I think um, you saw that. No one's peeking for this event, right? Uh, overall, uh, now there were some really good matches, I thought. Oh, uh, yeah. 33. The, the Ashnault match was amazing. 33, they battled back and forth. Um, but overall, and I didn't, it was weird because I didn't see this we're watching four or five open tournaments, right? And I didn't see this a factor really in any of them, but the all-star match, several people just gassed. Yeah. Well, Missouri as a team. Yeah, Missouri guys gassed. And I'm not, listen, I ain't being critical of Missouri because maybe it's a good thing. I mean. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a, I mean, if you're, oh, what, your guys aren't in 10-minute shape in November? Uh, that might be a good thing, right? Because I said this. I mean, I watched those matches. I was like, I will take, I'll take Barlow in the rematch. I'll take Daniel Lewis in the rematch. I'll take Levon Mays in the rematch. Gets all those guys. They were better in the beginning. They didn't have anything late. I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm just saying, skill for skill, Missouri's not going to be gassing like that in March. That's right. that's that doesn't happen. I feel those team. feels. I can I can get on board with that. Um, <laughs> it was funny though, because. In the pre-match interviews, Barlow McGee, I, I guess, <laughs> Barlow McGee said he worked all summer on getting out from bottom, and then he lost the match by not getting out on bottom. Well, and no, he, he said he worked on his top wrestling. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. But then he didn't ride him for, like, one second. And then Daniel Lewis said, if it's a multi-takedown match, I'm winning every time. And then there was a multi-takedown match, and he lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, it was, it was kind of funny that way. But I, um, I but, like all those guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think they're, I think Daniel's. I think he'll beat Isaac in the rematch, which I, I continually am pretty wrong about Isaac Jordan, so I'm just going to keep it going until he graduates. Why stop now? Why be right? All right, since uh, we're talking about a couple of the all-star matches, what, what I know that you are very passionate about this Dean Martin matchup. Well, I don't know what there is result. to be, I don't know what there is to be passionate about. I mean, the number one guy beat the number two guy. The number one guy is a two-time NCAA champion at a very, very tough weight. Uh, the other guy won a weight in a bracket that fell apart. And I'm not—I I hate even prefacing this, but I'm not taking anything away from what Miles did. He won the bracket, but you, you look at this—the whole season. Of course, he lost to Gabe Dean. Like, what were you guys expecting? What did you think would happen? And then the match fell apart, and he took a lot of bad shots trying to get back in. Better than going out. He could have if he if he made it the goal to lose by five. He could have lost by five. You know. Yeah, but I he think he just kept shooting. I think the way and even even myself, I'm like, geez, Gabe Dean is a dynamo, and we already knew that though. And um, but I, I think it was the way that the match played out. It wasn't it wasn't close? Yeah, I mean, well, it's Miles Martin. We we've seen he can be a different guy from one point in the year to the, to the next. Also, he's in a way better weight against way better competition. This is not this is not a, a reason. There, my mentality or the way I'm kind of looking at the situation, Ohio State's playing with house money at, w- with Miles, right? They got a he won a title. Holy crap. Like now it's time to do some things for the team. It's time to let Bo go up cuz he needs to go up. He needs to go okay? up. Bo's going to get his at, at one, 174. And and Miles is going to do well at 84, and I think he'll I think he'll still place. But come on, I mean, he's not winning this weight. Is it is it any reflection, or does it have any import? The the, the Dean dominance over Miles does it have any import to Bo Nickel? I mean, it could because, well, first of all, I'll say this: Bo Nickel put a beat down on Miles Martin at Big Ten, so they're both capable 
of opening it up on him. Take down, crossface cradle pin. Mm-hmm. That happened. So Bo's done, has had his wins there too. Um, but no, I think those are such different wrestlers. I don't think there's a takeaway from it. I really don't. Other than Gabe Dean's the bar. I picked another guy, but Gabe Dean is, is the he, – he sets the standard at that weight until Bo can prove otherwise. I'm just predicting that he will. Um, but I, I think you look at the season Miles had a year ago, and I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you can be terribly surprised. I mean, I know he he won it ultimately, but I don't know. I didn't. I didn't understand. My Miles needs to move down. Miles <laughs> yeah. made a big mistake. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't. First of all, no. So because to, both, for clarity, um, after that match, people on message boards and Twitter and stuff are like, well, that was a mistake. Miles needs to go back down. It's guys, one, it's not an option. Two, what did you think was what did you think was gonna happen? I mean, did you, also Gabe Dean is a two time NCAA champion. Also it's like, well his goal needs to be to win a title. So if something looks hard, if a goal looks hard, you just make an easier goal. You just change your goal. So he's he's got a ways to go. He knows that. And He'll, he has a whole year, you know, he has four months to get better and Right. Yeah, I mean, more. Was it's freaking November? So yeah, yeah. Did you hear me do that? Yeah, I heard you counting. So, I mean, it's gonna be fine with Miles. You know, he's. I don't believe he will win the title, and I believe if you, if you pour some truth serum down, you know, Ohio State fans, they're gonna say, yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. We we kind of know this, but it's the best thing for their team for him to be at 184. If if Bo can't go 65 and. My understanding of that situation was Bo kind of took – he took one for the team last year going 65. And 174 would have been his spot if if he, I guess, had, had wanted or had that option because he he was getting the upper hand of Miles. Right. My, Miles got his title. Now it's time for Bo. Well, anything else on All-Star? Uh, I think we hit all of them, right? Um, No, I don't think so. I mean, we didn't hit all of them. Oh, Connor Medbury smashed Con- yeah. Ty Walls. Connor Medbury is a house. He's really big. Yeah. He's like... I'm not saying he can't beat Snyder because he's the best in the world, but Ty Walls took down Kyle Snyder last year. Medbury is a house. He, he's really big. Um, it's all that cheese. <laughs> uh, threat to Kyle? Nah. Can't. You can't? I can't call it. I can't I, say I, that. I, I can't call it. I can't say. But, you know, Gwiz. But, see, Medbury's never really been Gwiz level either, you know? Medbury's done a lot of good training last year. I mean, he was around the Olympians, around Tervell. Now, Tervell couldn't work out that much. But, I mean, he was around, He was in those environments. Yeah. You know, Medbury's awesome. I've I've thought he was really good for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be one of the better heavies to not win a title. We've had, man, you guys, people that hate heavyweight. I want to smack them. They don't. Some of these brackets have been amazing over the years. Me and Bracky were looking at some of these weights. Crazy, crazy mm-hmm. how good they were. How many good guys um, don't ever win because the weights have been good. And Medbury's gonna be one of those guys. Probably one of the best. Well, I mean, it's gonna come to an end. By the way. Oh, oh, it's coming to an end. I and that's what I've been saying. I said, just wait. I said like six years ago in recruiting articles. And if you listened to me back then and read my stuff back then, you probably it probably got on your nerves because I said it so often. This, the crop of heavyweights in high school at that time were freaking amazing. Unreal. And we've kind of been spoiled because you know six this is six years ago and now or eight years ago and now um these guys are filtering up and it's almost coming to an end now their college eligibility is almost done and they're really heavyweight in the last four years or three years in high school has been poor Poor. really poor there hasn't been elite guys and there hasn't been depth and um when when you know Medbury and Walls and and uh, who else was up there? Um, McMullen was at the time. When, when these, I mean Telford. Uh, Telford. When, when these guys go. Adam Coon. Right. When these guys go away, um, it, you're going to be left with not much. It's. I mean, 
Nick Wazdowski, Tony Nelson, Mike McMullen, four-time All-American finalist, Bobby Telford, Mike McClure, Adam Chalfant was awesome, Adam Kuhn. I mean, the, you goes on and on, and Ty Wall is kind of an afterthought in that in that group. But yeah, he's really Ty good Wall's in high school. Oh, was, by the way, Kyle Snyder. Ty Wall's in high school was good, not great, and he was a two twenty. Right. Um, so this, and when I say not great, I mean he was like number ten. Right, right. Which is, you know, for a number ten guy to be what he is now, that is as massive. Now, Medbury, Coon, those guys were always up there. So it, it, you're right. It's coming to an end fast, and we're, we're gonna have some wonky champs maybe in a couple of years, maybe. But then, eventually, Gable Stevenson is coming to restore order, I believe. Well, but hold on, though. Don't hold me on. What? Um, Gable Stephen is coming, but who's coming with him? There ain't many people coming with I'm him. I'm saying we're gonna have good champions because he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I mean, honestly, this is crazy to say because he's so young. But like Colton Schultz, mm-hmm. that's like the only guy. You know, Jordan Wood's good. Jordan Wood wrestled him tough. Gable's a junior. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. His upside is stupid. And I, I want to see. How big does Gable get now? He's done with his 220 stuff with, with cadets. He's done with cadets in general, even though he's yeah, still and, cadet and eligible. Yeah, he's right. So <laughs> he's done with cadets. I don't know if it's because he's too darn good. Um, maybe that's a reason. But one reason certainly is he can't make 220. It was hard. He can't ma- he'll never make it again. Yeah. So he's going to get big. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, how much time he spends in the weight room because – my understanding is it hasn't been a major focus mm-hmm. of his at this point, but he's obviously insanely strong as is. But you can just see in his physique that it's not as like as developed as it could be, and he's young still. So it, it, it's scary how good Gable Gable could be, and I think he'll be he could be. I guess the point is this era. You're talking about this era of like eight to ten really good guys. Now there's just gonna be one, maybe two. There'll, there'll be a couple. You know, there'll be the like you said, the Jordan Woods, maybe a Kevin Voe. When you know, when Kevin Voe is healthy and focusing completely on wrestling, on wrestling and not football, um, he could be a guy. Um, but yeah, it's, it won't have the depth that it used to have. No, no. So very, all, all the people that like past couple of years. Let's revisit heavyweight in like four or five years, and you tell me. You'll miss it. Yeah, you'll, you'll miss like, Mike McMullen. Yeah, you'll miss. When Carter I used to complain about heavyweights, well. You'll see. You'll you'll be wishing you had these guys back. You'll be sorry. Um. All right. Other things. Talking about heavyweights and um, the transitioning to kind of Arizona State. Tanner Hall. Mm. Um, let's talk about some Dectronic stuff. He made the probably the biggest jump of the weekend. In Tanner rankings. Hall had two wins over ranked guys, um, and then the Valencias both uh, won titles. Talk about them a little bit. So for, for Hall, he was 11th, made the jump to four. That was a combination of, of factors. One, he beat five and six, DeJournette and Krells, okay? And Amar Desi, we took him out. Apparently, um, he's ACL? torn his ACL, probably going to be out for the year. That's, not, that's they're not reported. ruling him out for the year, but. No, but. That could be out for the year. That's not good. So with, with those factors, and also recall that Tanner has a win over Omar Desi, number four. So he's got a win over four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. He fits well at the and four spot. And let's talk, pack, what's a Pac-12 picture with Desi out? There is, I mean. Talking Pac-12 picture. Uh, Spencer Empey and Cal Poly. And, I mean, Nathan, well, basically what Nathan I'm Nathan Butler. Nathan Butler, okay. What's their history, you know? Um, Butler has gotten the better of him. So still, right, still a, Decent group in in Pac-12s, but um, Zahid, you know, watching Zahid, it's like, I mean, we all thought he was a title contender, but listen, he never wrestled a college match. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a title contender. Yeah, uh, no, no question. I think we knew that, but to see, what's interesting is his motor. It's how hard uh, he can run. I have to get my juice back here. Willie, Willie's never invested in a computer charger. False. This is the first time I ever used this charger. Took mine. I'm down to 32. I start to get nervous. I start to twitch when it gets under 35. Um, a- anyway, Zahid, he he mauled Kosher, who we all saw look good all 
all weekend long. He just has an athletic advantage over a lot of these guys in addition to being really good at wrestling. And I, I want to see him in, in a war with a really tough, talented athlete too. And there's not many that can match him there. But, you know, we've seen him have matches where he can fade a little bit. But right this weekend, there was no evidence of that. So we, you look for that. And it's interesting that the kind of shift with the Valencia brothers because Zahid was the keep it, not keep it close, but the positional um, freak. You can't score on him. He's stingy, good on the mat, an occasional leg attack takedown. Now he's just like, he doesn't stop, doesn't stop. And not that Anthony has slowed down. He's still just as good. Well, and I think that, I think that they would have told you, everybody would have told you, everybody's um, perception was that Anthony got to sl- reel it in a little bit. He's a little bit too wild, a little bit too go for broke. Yeah. And he's learning. And but both of them are learning, right? Right. Uh, Zahid, Zahid has been amazing his whole career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a winner his whole career. Right. Right. But like you said, back in the day, he was winning a lot of 3-1 matches. Uh, he's going to overtime with Miles Martin every time. Yes. Um, but and, and even when he was a three pounder, overtime matches with the with the tough guys, you know, and you see him, Zahid is a very intelligent kid and a very self aware kid, and so he he's doing it physically, but he's also learning and and uh, it's coming together for him. Now he's just mauling people. Um, but we talk about Arizona State. How about? I was surprised by Josh Maruka's Josh Maruka winning Dactronics. First of all, Dactronics was a really good tournament really this tough. year. Really, really tough. whatever Bono's doing up there to get these guys there, uh, keep doing it because it was an awesome tournament for the opening weekend. But Josh Maruka uh, beat um, Alex Koser in the semis, and then his teammate Ali Pierce to win the title. And Pierce had beaten Stroker, so um, good performance by him. Yeah, my my takeaway is. What's up with Freddie Stroker? I mean, well, I, I didn't look. I mean, I know he lost to Ollie Pierce, but what? Uh, did he I, not look good? No, he lost to Koser and Pierce. Koser's uh, tough. I might no. He's and yes, yes, he's tough. But l- listen, if Stroker's going to be in any kind of conversation at all, you can't lose to those guys. I mean, those are those are not acceptable losses for someone with all American aspirations. Put it that way. And and for with Maruka. I'll say he's a placeholder because when Pagdaleo comes, it, it's his spot, and he's he's a, he's better than than Maruka. So, well, that's a lot of people at 149. They've for... they've got like they've got three or four guys, and remember at 57 Shields, but they've got Sertzis in tow. Mm-hmm. So, Jeez. yeah, yeah, they're they're right. they're going to be pretty. So good teams. let's let's wrap up Arizona State and then get into our next topic. We'll wrap up Arizona State by. Going to uh, Ali Nasser, um, you know, we kind of wanted to see what he was in folk. Well, it's it's interesting because everyone was like, "Come on, we know these guys are good because of freestyle. We know you should rank X higher because freestyle, and it translates." And I, I take an overall very cautious perspective. I don't I don't factor it in at all, and and Ali um, reinforces that point because. It doesn't always translate. And I'm not saying it won't eventually translate because I'm, I'm high on us here coming into this season. But this is why you take a wait-and-see approach. This is a guy that beat Nathan Tomasello, okay? You don't factor that in. You don't factor that in. The guys that beat Nathan Tomasello in freestyle should beat Mitch McKees in, in folk style, period. And it didn't happen. That's because you have to have discernment with these guys that haven't wrestled. And that's why I do the same thing with true freshmen. You got on me for Marinelli. Well, you look at for not having him ranked or not factoring him into the equation. Well, who's done more in the last year, Marinelli or Nasir? Nasir, it's not not even close. Right. So this is why you just just wait, and it'll all work itself out by late November, early December, and we'll we'll have it all figured out by then. But for right now, you gotta wait. But you watch Nasir against McKee; it's clear he's so re- that- he's really good. So that was I didn't, I'm going to be honest I didn't watch that match yeah. I have to go back and watch it but um, McKee pinned him what, what were the what was it was like kind of they were kind of rolling around a little bit and um, 
I mean, he put him on his back and pinned him. Well, uh, what was the match like before that, though? Was it close? Ali, Ali had a sick uh, pancake takedown off of McKee's shot. It was beautiful. That was the funny thing. That's why I got caught up. Because I saw your tweet, and uh, and it said, sick pancake. Oh, it was And great. the next thing I know it was McKee win by fall. And I'm like, Christian must have met McKee. No. So, no. He just pancake threw him. By, he never had uh, McKee in danger. But he, like, sat up. It was kind of... Kind of crazy core strength. Okay, so that was only that was Ali's only loss, and then now we're going to transition into our next topic, because Seth Gross had an amazing, amazing weekend. He looked good. Uh, I'm going to require some. Everyone's going to need to chill out a little bit. Right. He beat Nathan Boston, who is yet to start for Iowa State. But he crushed him. He did crush him, and I didn't think he would tech him. And then in, um, Dactronics, he went pin. Tech over Polakowski, who, by the way, has a win over Zeke Moisey. Zeke Moisey. And then Tech over Brankel, who, by that, the way. Was that Sam? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, Sam. Yeah, who has Who's a pin over Thomas Gilman. Thomas Gilman. And then 6-2 over McKee. Um, so, really crazy good weekend. To, it, it's tough because he beat good competition. But he didn't beat great competition. So what you're saying is you're pumping the brakes. Relax. Um, obviously, he's made some gains from top. I mean, you can see shop in his wrestling. It's unbelievable. You know, the ankle trap, having that knee out front, it, it's it's shopish. It's really it's kind of uncanny to see that much of a wrestler's coach in that wrestler. And it really plays to Seth's strengths. I was really – I wondered how he would be at 33 – that's a that's something like you make it for freestyle and you think it's not that bad and I was just kind of right, like yep. I was like okay yeah let's see he looked great our way in he looked great at Dactronics I think thirty three is not going to be a problem for him anymore um, you, you just kind of always wondered moving down a weight but he's doing it and he looks great so I'm not really worried about that I just think anyone that makes that much of a living off guys on their legs it's dangerous it's a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that said, I'm looking at this field. You know, he's number six right now. Can he beat an Earl Hall? Absolutely. Can he beat an Eric Montoya? Perhaps. Zane Richards is going to be tough because um, Zane can finish on some Well, he has a big date, a really, really big date. That'll be live on Flow, by the way, mm-hmm. with Corey Clark. Wait, that's early, right? That's December 2nd. Yeah, that's soon. So um, I don't know if there's bad blood there, but it, uh, there's there's bad blood on Seth Gross is none too pleased with Iowa. I can say right. that. I'm, I don't think there's probably ill will on Iowa's side, mm-hmm. at least on the coachings. But, you know, I'm sure those. Right. Seth Gross wasn't happy with the situation. But, I mean, he's happy now. He's in, in yeah. a good place with Bono. And, and, um, but that's, that's a date to circle on your calendar. But that was not a clean break there. For you guys, for you guys that are, for everybody that's wondering, you know, Seth Gross is really good. How good is he? December 2nd, we'll find out uh, a lot more. Um, and I just wanted to. Give a uh, we'll transition again to um, we have good segues here today. Good, great segues. San Diego, uh, San Diego, South Dakota State and <laughs> and Campbell. So, uh, South Dakota State's doing really well. Um, they have not only stars but like Gross and Roder who had a good weekend. But they have balance. I mean, um, you know, both coasters. One beating Leland Weatherspoon and All American. Alex is really solid, and they post a dual win over Iowa State, a traditional power. Yeah, that was that was a crazy duel in, in a lot of ways. Um, but they look good. But maybe more than anything, I mean, Iowa State then went and lost to North Dakota State too, uh, two days later. So maybe yeah. I, I mean, think, let's, I, think let's, I make the story. I make the story Iowa State. Well, let's not, and and that's going to be our next topic is Iowa State. But. Um, Let's not – okay, on one hand, let's be honest, Iowa State doesn't have the strongest lineup ever. And number two, they probably don't have the strongest lineup of this year. That's obvious. Uh, they're going to have other guys plugged in there. But it's still a win over Iowa State. I mean, it was 27-9. to nine. Yeah. It, you know, you th- you throw in – even if Hall beats Gross by decision, you still lost. You know, they still beat you. So – and you could say, you know, if they have Harrington or, or I guess now Colbray at 97, then you get then you get a win at 84 and maybe 97, though I think Roder probably wins there. So maybe, but I think South Dakota State wins this duel, um, even over a full strength. 
Iowa State. So all right, and then great showing. So South Dakota State, and I also want to shout out Campbell. Big shout, Campbell. Campbell. Now again, they didn't wrestle, you know, uh, crazy good teams, but they wrestled good teams. Ohio and West Virginia are, you know. That's Ohio and West Virginia. They're tough teams. Yeah. Not easy. That's not a team that Campbell would normally beat. And that shows the depth. Improvement. Well, when you get a dual win over, over a solid yeah, team. Yeah, when you get a dual win over West Virginia, like it, it used to be right um, like that who we were trying Jonathan, to. Who's Jonathan Ryan? It, it used to be that we were, for the little programs, by the way, Ben, Missouri's not a little program. It used to be for like the little programs like, a Davison and Campbell and maybe, you know, a Clarion. That we would like to see them have a podium guy. Let's get them an all American. That's pretty cool, right? And now they're winning dual meets. So when you know, obviously when you when you have an all American once in a while, that means you're able to produce um a good guy here and there. But when you're able to post dual meet wins, that means you're coaching them up across the board. And South Dakota State and Campbell are coaching them up across the board. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. A weird um at one ninety seven against West Virginia. Jacob Smith disqualified. Yeah. And he won the match. He apparently the match was over. Yeah. And he did Wow. There was a kick involved and he got DQ'd. But listen, even with that swing, that's a that's a twelve point swing. That's a no, it was a it was a major for it was a major. So they would have had 21. 22. They still win. 22. Campbell still wins. Me and Kyle Bradkey did the math. They would have won by one. Yeah. So they still win. Um, so South Dakota State and Campbell. Who, who's, who's Jonathan Ryan? Do you know who that is? I don't know. He pinned Cam Kelly. Yes, that's another one. Cam Kelly was winning big. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How'd you know? Because I talked to Kyle Bradkey about it. Oh, doesn't he just know everything? <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about. You said that, you know, it's more of a Iowa State storyline. On one hand, um, it's really weird. I'll just say it, it's weird. Like some of the roster moves at Iowa State sometimes. Um, you know, dating back to, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get bent out of shape when. Um, and I don't use it as that was a smart decision. That was a poor decision because um, when you pull a red shirt, um, because you never know. You, I don't know the kid. You know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how he's looking in the room. But uh, the Meeks pulling, you know, starting Meeks out of the gate a couple years ago was kind of a a thing that people looked and they were like, ah, I don't know if that was that was not a good decision. Um, but it's like Iowa State always has some like weird, questionable roster moves thingies. I mean, they started. Well, and, tell and what it, you're talking about. Well, Sammy Colbre. Yes, Sammy Colbre. They weigh him in at 97, bump him up to heavyweight to begin his career. Yeah. So, um, one, I don't know if you want to begin somebody's career by weighing him in at 97 and making him wrestle heavyweight. Um, and number two, I don't know that it's – I mean, so his red shirt's gone. <laughs> so he's wrestling. So he's wrestling, um, which – what does that mean for Harrington? I don't know. And, and you know, in one scenario, I wouldn't really think much of it. Okay, they're doing that. But, like, last year they started Meeks, and then a week later – Dante Rodriguez. They put Dante Rodriguez in. Who, when he was supposed to be red shirting. Right, so – I didn't get that. Meeks Meeks lost a tight one to Chisco, who, by the way, went on to place. It's pretty good. Yeah. And they're like, oh, get Rodriguez in there. I'm like, Meeks is all right. You know, he's a, he's okay if you want a redshirt on. But so the Meeks handling's been kind of strange all along. From wrestling him right away when everyone knew, it was like, it's so funny. The message boards were hilarious then, because yeah. like everyone collectively knew this is gonna go really really badly. This kid is not ready. And they threw him out there anyway. He was not ready. Now, who knows if he but ever would have been ready. But that's what, right. That's what I'm saying. How do you, how do you know if he's not ready? You can have an inclination and when he doesn't appear to be ready, you can say, told you so. But you don't know that. Everyone knew. 
everyone if, follow his high school career watch him if you, if you watched him you know I think people I think people saw it coming anyways they were there what I don't, I don't so you can't watch a kid in high school and be like yeah he's ready for D1 or that guy needs a year um, you never had those moments um did you ever see a kid say oh we're gonna redshirt a kid and then he just torches everybody and opens mm. yeah yeah, I, that, what, what, yeah what, that what I'm happened. saying is you can't you don't know you never know you never know you never know uh, there's guys all the time that they start as true freshmen and you're like man I didn't know he was that good he wasn't even that good last year as a senior in high school and now he's awesome there's guys that are like uh, well, all world you know number one their whole entire career and you put him in there and they're like eh, that's well he was in team. Iowa State's room they they would know better than anyone if he was that's ready. what I'm saying but they still put him out there when he clearly wasn't ready you see it happen all the time I don't think he can ever defend him. Who else? When? Who? What other true freshmen have been thrown out there and just not ready? I don't know. It doesn't happen that much with high-profile recruits like Meeks was. I don't know, but it doesn't happen much. Is the point? Well, my, I guess my point is that Iowa State is showing a pattern of they're just they're just going to wrestle you. They're just going to wrestle you, and. If if you're if you are going to rise to the occasion, you're going to. If you're gonna if you're gonna fall, you're gonna fall. But they're gonna put you out there. They've done it with everybody. Wonder if they'll do. The, there's temptation with Kane and Store. Kane and Store just won an open. What did he win? He Grandview. Grand he looked great. Beat some good guys. And that was that was you know in an open division, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, when I saw that, I'm wondering I'm wondering that too. Are they gonna pull him? Because th- their mo is that they're wrestling you. They're gonna wrestle you. Yeah. And let the chips fall where they may, where, where they may. What I don't understand is Harrington's good. Well, yeah. How is he that hurt that they're like just right off this season well, in I, November? Well, maybe they just don't care. Maybe they're like, I'm not saving you for five years down the road. Well, yeah. I mean, but my thing is, you gotta. Well, why is Harrington there? He's not there. This he what they didn't use him last year. They're not going to use him this year, apparently. Like, what is going on there? That's a talented guy. That's a pretty sure he won Fargo. Maybe wrong. Pretty sure he did. Like, it's a pretty good wrestler. Yeah, I don't think anybody's objecting so to what, him being a good so wrestler. What, so, Iowa State. I don't. I don't know. Why? Why not take a year to develop Colbrey? What I'm telling you You're is, not, I, I'm not. I'm not questioning you. I'm not. I'm like. I, I get you. Does it I make get, sense to I do get what that. they just did? I okay, get so that's why I'm explaining Marcus Harrington. What are they doing with him? I get that. I, I think what they're doing is, and I, like, if you're going to say, well, you don't need Colbray this year because if Colbray's pro- maybe marginally better than Harrington, and so just save his red shirt and he'll have four more years. And okay, that's that's your argument, and I see that, and I get it, but I also see the mo how Iowa State works and Iowa State is clearly just going to wrestle whoever the best guy is week to week they're not saving red shirts they are not saving red shirts they don't care about red shirts apparently not yeah I guess not I guess not I mean that's their philosophy good bad or otherwise it's clear now that that's what their philosophy is they've been doing it for years is that a good philosophy I don't know is there any other school that does that Mm. that has a legitimate starter and just will pull a red shirt for a North Dakota State duel it's different, that's for sure. So, uh, are you going to take a stance on it? Or are you just uh, observing here? Um, feel like I, I, it feels like you don't want to go anywhere with this. I mean, it's a, it's bizarre. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. It's different. I just said that. I don't know what else you want me to say, Pod. Different. Um, I I don't know. Like I, I because here's the thing. I can, I can say something and then you're going to lose your mind and go the other way. And I'm going to like you always complain and a lot of people always complain about forfeits and not wrestling your best team. I don't complain about not wrestling your best team. What, what's wrong with wrestling your best team? Um you're you're wrestling your best team for one moment for one duel is completely myopic. When okay. when your best team is going to be it, it's called having vision and planning. And and maybe I'm the one that's lacking it right now. But uh, there's a reason um, Penn State didn't use Vincenzo Joseph last year at 165 for a duel because it makes no sense. It makes no sense to use a kid's red shirt up when you've got capable guys there. It, it makes no sense. That's why you don't do that. It's why 
you know, when Brody Grothis is having some trouble at 141, you don't just run Vince Turk out there because it makes no sense. Maybe he's a little bit better, maybe not, but it makes no sense to do that. That's why you don't use Nick Piccinini. That's why you don't you're, use. You're saving people for five years from now. You're, you're saving people because there's no improvement. You're saving people for five years from now. You're saving Sammy for 2021. What you're using, you're utilizing what you have. Why do? You, why is? Why do you? Yeah, have, you're utilizing what you have. Exactly. You're ignoring. But what I'm saying is, like with the Harrington, you're you're just ignoring. All right, whatever. If you don't understand this, then you don't. I mean, understand. they're gonna put the. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. What you do you mean? I don't. I understand clearly. I understand the pros and cons clearly. I, I don't. I don't think that. It, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, what do you? So to, to you want? It makes no sense to me. Okay. You want to. Save Marcus Harrington, I guess. Uh, I. What if Sammy Colbert is better than Marcus Harrington? Who he just pinned him, by the way. I don't know. Maybe if Sammy, so you're saying that even though Sammy Colbert is better than Marcus Harrington, they should start Harrington so that they have Sammy Colbert in 2021. That's what you're saying. I guess. Well, maybe maybe he's hurt worse than we realize. I don't know. I mean, to me, I look at a, a lot of teams don't have the luxury of. Having two legit guys at a weight. Too legit to quit. Two legit guys at one weight and then just using them both when one could redshirt. Make that decision down the line. Does Harrington have a redshirt? No. 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 Well, he doesn't. Doesn't much matter to me. Doesn't matter anymore. He's out of the I mean, you got to figure. Harrington's not going to start. Period. All right. That's over, right? Harrington's not starting. I don't know. So he's done. Who knows? We don't. I mean, you just said it. Last year they started Meeks for one match and then they put in Rodriguez. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Before we get into feral stuff. We're not going to get into We're not going to get into feral stuff? We'll only, do that Thursday? There's only, there's only five minutes left. All right. So apparently Penn State has wrestled off four days a week. Matt McCutcheon <laughs> wrestled off again. He wrestled off like every day last week, I think. He's got Cunningham two out of three tomorrow. He got Cunningham two out of three? I'm taking Cunningham, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm taking him over a lot of guys. Apparently he's like the strongest person in the world. Do you know that? Yes. I've heard that. Uh, everyone does. He's everyone says. Everybody it, says he's ridiculous. Dang. All right. So Matt McCutcheon wrestled off at ninety-seven and won against Stout. How mm-hmm. do you know this? You got little birdies in well, Westeros. Oh, there's little birdies, but there's also an article that oh, so, a, a Penn State site, Black Shoe Diaries, yeah, had it out there. Down to the wrestle off scores. So what do you make of that? Quality reportage. What about Kassar? He he's that guy who's just going to hang over this situation. Um, but I think my prediction, McCutcheon will have a stranglehold on this spot by the time Kassar will be able to go and compete, and Kassar's not going to be able to take it from him. You got a plan or something? Tack on it. Um, Can we never talk about Penn State? Yeah. Well, this is That's a good, not a plan. It's a, it's actually a good plan. You have a plan. Or something. Or something. Uh, all or right, whatever. so... McCutcheon beats Stout. Kassar on the shelf, but maybe could wrestle off later in the year. And I don't know. To be honest, when it was apparent that Bo was going 84, kind of saw it coming. Right. McCutcheon's a winner. McCutcheon's a winner. Like, when I I thought, you know, Bo takes the spot at 84, McCutcheon's going to go 97, and he's going to have the spot because he's good, he's solid, he does everything right, he's a winner. And I know that Stout's good. I know that Kassar's good. And even when Kassar comes back, I, I I bet you it'll be McCutcheon in March. I do, too. I do, too. I think it's great. I think it strengthens their team. I think if if you said, if I told every Penn State fan, you guys entered Kassar at NCAAs, let's say he qualified, there's big gulps there. There's nervousness just because you don't know what he's going to do and – you don't know if he's going to hold up. You don't know. He you just pop don't his shoulder out in the second now, match. Although I say that, Matt McCutcheon is not the picture of durability himself. <laughs> That's right. He his knee is 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 nerve wracking, and he ends up in all these scrambles. It's 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 actually very it brings about great anxiety watching him wrestle, because he always ends up in these precarious situations where his knee gets hurt. I don't know. You get very nervous, huh? I you, I just like the your face right there when you're saying that. You look like you were scared for your child. I I do get when that, I don't know when you see those big honking braces 
like that start like um, the top of your femur and go <laughs> down like under your shoes. It's like, huh, you might have a knee problem there. And just you see them tangled up when they're head to heel. It's like uh, it, it just goes badly. So I, yeah, I get nervous for guys when they're in those situations. So yeah, I I I bring up Kassar's, but I would be remiss to not include McCutcheon's injury history. All right, so we'll get into Farrell, which is going to be amazing. Uh, we'll get it's into crazy. We'll get into that on Thursday. Are you anywhere this week? Yeah, man. Journeyman Classic is lit, fam. What is it? NC State, Arizona State? I mean, there's a lot. Lehigh? Lehigh's involved. Ohio State? Minnesota, Ohio State. Lit, fam. Fam. Uh, All right, so we'll get into that. But let's end the show. Can can I ask about this? I'm not always up to date on the social things, but what, what is this mannequin thing? So it's just a it's a funny little social media thing. I think I think they're kind of they're so interesting how still everyone is. It's just like everyone's in kind of funny poses and you walk around it's dead silent and it's like they're mannequins. But like didn't they already do this like 3 years ago? No. There was these flash mob things. That's We're, not that's not what flash mobs do. I th- they just like flash mob is like I'm in a mall and all of a sudden everybody cuts foot loose around me. That's a that's like isn't that what flash mobs do? like a song breaks out and yes, it's like but oh my god some of them were still flash mobs I've never seen that I did I saw one in a train station video once it was pretty cool oh maybe I have too you might have shown me that um, um but what's wrong with it it's just I don't think there's anything wrong with it I think there's this there's this meme going around of this mannequin thing and I feel like they did it three years ago and now they're like hey look at this cool new thing it's not new they did it three years ago it's like it's like twerking. Right, the twerking phenomenon. It's like twerking. Yeah, I don't think twerking. there's so many things. That, what I'm saying is, is, it recycles. Like, like a couple years ago, there was this twerking phenomenon. What was before? What What the, was like twerking before twerking? They did the same thing in the '90s. What the was, same thing. It just didn't have a name. I mean, it's a dance move. Right. Right, but when I, when I was a kid, what about no? There, there is no precedent for planking. That no precedent for that planking. never happened. No, that happened once and went away forever. Hopefully, people were doing it on like skyscrapers. Skyscrapers, like, man, my retweets are gonna be fire. Meanwhile, a fa- you're risking death. Meanwhile, a falcon flew into you and you fell to your death. So good job with the retweets. That got a lot of the retweets. I bet. <laughs> what else? What? What else? So what, what? What other things were Har- like Harlem Shakes? Harlem Shakes, but that was replaced. Harlem Shakes were replaced by something. Oh really? Um. Yes. What what, what did, something replaced Harlem Shake? Well, there's always dances. There's always not the I don't know. There's Juju on the beat on that beat. What Harlem is Shake got replaced by something, or Harlem Shake replaced something. It, like they just keep you're just listen recycling things. You're old man, get off my lawn, guy. Right now, I'm not. I'm you're, just saying you think you're original, but you're not original. It's already happened. No one's like. I don't think anyone's saying like, look what I came up with. I don't think people are, are claiming it's a super original thing to hold still. Dabbing? No, not dabbing. What was the one that Michigan State did? It was, Michigan State was the first one I saw. It was like, oh, I don't know. I saw it. I'm going to bite my tongue. Anyway, uh, and then one last little social thing. Did you see that? Did you see that? Iguana? They made Planet Earth too. Did you see that Iguana thing? It's the greatest video ever. That is crazy. I thought. These snakes. Oh, somebody! There are so many snakes. There are so many snakes, and they're after this iguana. Poor and I'm guy. not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the ending for you. But this iguana is running for its life. You guys have to see this video of the snakes getting the iguana. Google like Planet Earth two, and look at this iguana. And uh, <laughs> but some guy, um, dubbed over that video oh. with the the sound from Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, it's awesome. All right. That was crazy. No, that was that was very emotional, too. You want to talk about nerves? This poor, the f- yeah, the s- ups and downs. The spirit of this iguana. First of all, him holding still. Not that still, though. He's, his head was moving entirely. No, my he's question. Little, he's pretty still. My question watching. He was doing the mannequin. <laughs> the iguana. The iguana was doing the mannequin. No, but one thing about that. I couldn't stop thinking the whole time. Where is the cameraman in all this? That they're not in the way that they're able to follow this iguana. I never drone, get that. Are there drones I love, involved? I love animal shows. Yes. <laughs> but I don't understand. They'll get like. Where were you when they got Steve? They'll get like a 
they'll get like a weasel. They'll get like a ferret or something in like the middle of a jungle and the camera will be in its den in a hole like three feet below the earth. How'd you get that? How'd you get that? How do you get the how do you get the spider pursuing the the field mouse? How do you how are you not spooking the whole thing? You're messing up the works. Right. I don't get it. I, I would love it. Now my question are drones involved? There could be drones Dro- involved. Drones drones might drones have changed the game. They changed the game. They did. Jinx, you owe me a house. Um Anyways, All right. Is that it? Next week, we'll follow up on the drones. Uh, yeah, we will. Drone Who's going to be president tonight? Come on. This has been four Hillary Rodham? It's over, dude. It's been over. I was, well, I was on the way into work every day. I listened to uh, the Austin the Austin Sports Radio, which is essentially Texas Longhorn Sports Radio. Right. right? And the guy told his kid, uh, the, the guy's kid has been coming home from school and saying, all my friends say that if if Hillary's president, their parents are moving out of the country. And and the guy's like, tell the kids that all their parents are idiots because they ain't moving nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. You it's ain't going just, nowhere. You're not leaving. Stop it. Yeah, have fun in Canada. It's great. Oh, jeez. Am I going to fire Oh, no. Canadians. Here comes 49 North. <laughs> Dang it. 49 North disrespected Corey Jarvis and the whole country. Seacrest out. Play it out. Play us out. What does that mean, play us out? Oh man, I'm playing the intro for the outro. Oh man. Oh, this is this is bad, a bad omen. We have to start over now. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back Thursday. Can you commit to Thursday, Willie Sailor? Sure can. Special thanks to Under Armour Wrestling, ScrapLife.com. Scrap it. Scrap it out. We are all over the place this weekend. Something big coming Wednesday. What? 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 Oh. You just have to you just have to hang on on that one. Thanks so much for listening. And we will, we will certainly see you soon, next Thursday, this Thursday, two days. Later.